Hello. Hello and welcome to episode 90 of Brews Less Traveled, the podcast exploring the best uncharted beer scenes across these United States. I'm your host, Brian. Of course, that's me. I'm Brian. Uh, I'm back here again. And uh, we we have a, an old friend of the podcast joining us this week and for the rest of the episodes of Sioux Falls. Please welcome, I think, tying MC for the most co-hosting runs, Isaac Bell. How's it going, Isaac? It's good, Brian. How are you? I'm good. We uh, we did our first canning run at the brewery I work at today, uh, and we did five brands. We packaged 250 cases of beer, took all day. It was crazy. Good times. I'm very tired. Anybody that ever, ever runs a canning line at any brewery is working very hard to train somebody else to do that job so they don't have to. Pass the buck. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, in full disclosure, I was, I was working actively for four brands of the canning and then I stepped away and somebody else stepped into my position when, when they uh, moved on to the front one, which I was thankful for. How are you doing, Isaac? Long time no see. Yeah. Good, good. Been on the road, um, joining here kind of impromptu today, uh, looking over the beer list, looking a little wild. Uh, we were just joking around about that. Looks like everybody's got a marinara sauce on deck. Yes, and, and the chat is asking about the beers tonight. We are going to start with that marinara sauce. No, we're, we're going to start with the, with the Sergeant Pepper. But yes, we are featuring some, some, some more beers from the wonderful city of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But tonight, specifically, we're featuring beers from a Homestead Brew, which is a local Sioux Falls area just outside of Sioux Falls brewery that opened back in 2017 they mostly focus on spontaneous beers and and farm to table beers sourcing as many ingredients locally as they can hence the peppers and tomatoes in our first beer tonight and uh they do some really awesome stuff and excited to drink their beers and uh talk a little bit about what they're doing there uh full disclosure uh snowstorm pummeling the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area. So our plan guest tonight had had some difficulties getting internet connection, couldn't get to the brewery where there is internet connection and, uh, you know, just bad luck being in southeastern South Dakota. We're going to carry on. I got my good friend Isaac here. We're going to talk a little bit about what Isaac does for a job. We, we've had Isaac co-host on the show before and, you know, we've talked a little bit about what he does uh, in terms of drinking beer, but Isaac's job very heavily involves beer and, and traveling and, and exploring different beer scenes across the country. So I feel like that ties in perfectly with our show here. And we're going to talk a little bit while we have a couple beers and, uh, let's open our first beer from a homestead brew. This is their Sergeant pepper. It is an American lager made with heirloom tomatoes and smoked peppers in for a wild ride. Yeah. Oh boy. It, uh, it definitely smells like, uh, peppers and tomatoes. <laughs> wow. This is, uh, this is something else. I don't think I have ever had a beer like this. I've had a lot of different beers on this podcast and through my travels and work and just adventures with beer. And, uh, this is really something else. Yeah. I mean, it looks like tomatoes from here. Yeah. You definitely get that tomato. You definitely get that smoked pepper on the aroma the pepper spice a little bit hits on the back end when you when you sip it and uh 
you joked about spaghetti sauce or tomato sauce, but <laughs> it, it really is as good as you could possibly do it, tomato sauce as, as a beer. It is so welcoming as a beer and like in uh and homey uh with with those with those very interesting ingredients there i very consciously try to hydrate and don't drink enough water even though i know that i should be drinking water all the time and so i'm a i'm a huge fan of liquid iv if, if you've ever used this before but i ran out and so what i've been using most recently and this there's a tie in here i promise is uh, the Gatorade packets, which you can find at the grocery store. And so I got the Gatorade Orange. Uh, and when you mix it up in a stein, which is what I do, one of those packs, it's the exact same color as that beer. Okay. So I've been I've had a lot of glasses like that recently. But but I'm sure none that have uh, tasted as interesting as this. This is a really no. out there beer. They definitely they definitely do it well. Definitely an ode to the Midwest area. You know the the agricultural mecca of the United States and uh, definitely tying in some local ingredients with the heirloom tomatoes there and the smoked peppers and uh, definitely doing something interesting. I saw something in the chat there, Brian. Somebody said it tastes like a Bloody Mary. I bet you yep. that would be an on-point Michelada beer. Yeah. 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 That 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 is, um, I've been at a loss for, for what I know this flavor as and yeah. it's percent of bloody mary yep good call dale um so isaac we mentioned earlier that uh tonight we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit catch up yeah. we're you know old friends but your your job your day-to-day -day life uh your day-to-day -day work really ties in with what we do here at uh bruise less traveled you know focusing on traveling and visiting different beer scenes and trying to find those hidden gems in those beer scenes uh that's pretty much what you do so do you want to do you want to explain for the folks at home wh wh what you do yeah yeah absolutely that's it's kind of fun fun because you know i've i've worked uh i worked for the company for a very long time now at this stage and i've worn a lot of different hats but currently and I've had probably at least a hundred job descriptions. I'm not far from exaggerating. I think it's the what happens when you are uh, so versed in, in very many things. A fact of the reality. Yeah. 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 And uh, so my job currently, uh, I think my current title is business development manager. Uh, although I'm not sure how development oriented it is. Uh, but essentially, what I do is I handle our our franchises. So we are a franchisable model. We, we being the sister oh, company. Yeah. Thank you. Of yeah. Brewers Less Traveled, City Brew Tours. Yeah. I failed, failed to mention the biggest part. So the fun thing about franchising is you're not allowed to talk about franchising. Well, there's only so many things you're not allowed to talk about. You know, we get people all the time that come and visit the cities that we're in and they say, Hey, you know, I'm from Inter X place. We have so many great breweries. Why don't, why aren't you all there? Uh, so we figured out about five years ago. Well, Hey, we could be there. Why don't we franchise? So essentially what I do is I go to a new city uh, that somebody has decided would fit the city group tourist model, and I help them from inception to completion to get off the ground. Uh, so it's a really tough job because uh, I've got to go around and deal with brewers all day and go to different cities, and different breweries, you know, not all heroes wear capes. How do you help those franchisees work with breweries? How do you help them get off the ground? What is that? work really entail i mean it's everything so it's it's how to 
what to look for in bands, our uh, our demographic, the business model, the people who are coming to your city, uh, and it's how to run a city brew tour. Uh, we come from a place where uh, some of our core values and one of our biggest core values is safety. Uh, I'm working in a brewery, and I think with city brew tours, you understand. Uh, but for everybody out there, you know, our number one, uh, when we're going to production breweries, part of our model is showing the grand glass experience uh, to all of our guests. And we don't just sit in tasting rooms. So we actually take you and show you how beer is made from inception to completion along the way. Uh, and we do that by dividing, you know, the hot side, the cold side, packaging and production. And we even do a beer and food pairing on just about every single tour uh, where we take you out. We do a Randy Mosher style, you know, why not do what the best did? And, uh, and teach them how to do it. So it's everything from beer education to, you know, setting up your booking systems and, and third parties and finding a van and, uh, and getting gas marketing. Uh, it's keeping that organized, keeping, uh, keeping them organized and uh, essentially getting them running to where people come to their city and they can do exactly what they saw when they found out about us. Yeah, so it sounds like it's it's a lot of project management and keeping them on task and pushing them towards a successful speedy opening right but i know that you there's there's another big aspect that you've somewhat touched on is that on the groundwork and going with that going to those cities working with them to get breweries on board to get committed to the tours and uh i know you've been traveling around a lot so where where have you been recently tell tell us where your travels have taken you so far in 2023 Oh man, um, I think this would be a good time for me just sing that Johnny Cash song. Up and everywhere, man. Listed listed them all off. Uh, it has been a really busy 2023 for us. We we hit the ground running. Uh, so I started the beginning of this year in Milwaukee. Uh, just a plug for there. We're getting ready to launch and the end of March. So coming up soon. Stay tuned for friends and family. Anybody that's around there or close to there or wants to make a destination. We're nearly ready to get that off the ground. Surprisingly warm weather while I was out there. Uh, warm for Milwaukee. Really? Yep. It was very cool. My uh, my MO is always to try to hit as many, you know, go to as many new places as I possibly can because every, every, like, Bruce Traveled is all about that. But this is the real life experience. I actually get to go in and, and have it. Uh, there were some really cool places in Milwaukee. It, it really surprised me. And I, I guess every city surprises me when I go and, you know, I have preconceived notions about what it's going to look like but really that's not up to me because we're going where we're going to go but there was a really cool brewery there it was called broken bat they had uh i was just infatuated the baseball theme and uh they had their mug club was hollowed out baseball bats oh which i thought was very very fun they had a, uh, an entire uh outfield in the back also speaking of bloody mary's i got the best bloody mary of my life when i was in milwaukee so that was very fun um so i've been to milwaukee uh, I've been to Asheville. We're opening up uh, a city brew tours in North Carolina and one of the beer capitals of the world. I have been to Tampa. We've got some uh, Tampa businesses coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And I have also been to, I feel like I'm forgetting, oh, Austin, Texas. So we recently just lost in Austin, Texas. You know, I've had a lot of that nice Southeast weather along with the cold as well. Sounds like some good places to go. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you, you've you've literally been all over the map. I have been all over. You're based in DC. You're based in the DC area, so you've yeah. gone up to Austin, over to Asheville, down to Tampa. Not all together, but right, not all together. 
this nice spread throughout the country so far. Yeah, absolutely. We're just kind of lining them up and I'm getting my orders and seeing a lot of different places. I was completely unprepared for Tampa. I'm a big shorts and sandals kind of guy. And uh, I haven't worn sandals in like six months, it feels like. And uh, I, I had to break them back in. I had to break. I did. I had blisters on my feet from from all the walking I did. I always so I always wear. I always bring my sandals that all, everyone laughs at City Brew Tours because they know I, I don't like to wear shoes, which is ironic because it's one of the stipulations of taking our tours. You know, we are in the back of the house at a water production facility. So I always have a backpack with me and I'll have my sneakers in case I need to throw them on. But if I can be in sandals, I'm in sandals. And over the winter, I'm in moccasins. I'm in moccasins, you know. Yeah, so you you mentioned some really cool cities that you've been to. Of course, uh, people know Milwaukee because of Miller. Sure. Mentioned Broken Bat. That sounds like a cool brewery. Yeah. But but you, you know people know people know Asheville. Love Asheville. But Tampa, Tampa's interesting because I think maybe a lot of certain people with 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 a certain view of the beer scene may be familiar with Tampa and the Florida beer scene, but what personally, what, what surprised you about going down to the Florida beer scene? Because I, I don't think, you know, anywhere in Florida gets talked about like, you know, the Northeast or the Pacific Northwest or California or Colorado. Sure. So what was interesting about going to Tampa? So Tampa, for anybody that you know, follows sort of beer news and industry and what's going on, there's been some really fun stuff with and it's great from a third party to sit back and kind of watch these breweries online squabble with each other about, you know, silly things. Uh, but what I think surprised me the most is there is a, every, every market that we go into, we usually have a few competitors. These are people that are also running beer tours uh, in that particular city. Um, and the same way that, you know, you can have 10 breweries that all exist in a four mile radius. I think there's enough business to go around for, for beer tours. Uh, that and our model exists very differently. We um, we actively work very hard to squash that drug bust mentality and focus on the education of things. And and hear me out because I am answering your question. I'm just going about it a really long, long way. So in Tampa, uh, which I'm seeing in the chat, a lot of people love Tampa. It was fantastic. The beer scene there is fantastic. They also have a uh, a beer bus that, that exists there. And um, I, I was talking with the brewery, we're having a brewery meeting, sitting down, you know, working out logistics for us. And this bus must have dropped off about three times in the hour that I was there with a bunch of people that uh, were, you know, coming in and getting beer and, and very drunk. And it was early in the morning already. Uh, not not how we operate, the complete opposite of how we operate. And they were just, you know, obviously so sick of them. And it turns out the same owner of Cigar City is also the owner of that bus and, and numerous other properties uh, around mm-hmm. Tampa. He's a, and, He's a, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. It's a businessman. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the most surprising thing that I found there was when I talked to the staff at, at, um, you know, that particular brewery, they were like, this sounds great. Let's talk about it further. We don't like that. We don't like the beer, beer bus, but you know, obviously they have to take them. And they're like, this is the first stop. It has to be the first stop. Um, cause they don't deal with it otherwise. So I thought it was really fun that everybody really just kind of dug into our model, uh, of the beer education and focusing on that side of thing. Even the same company that owns, you know, their drunk bus was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I think, um, you know, a lot of people may know Tampa for cigar city and there are some very energetic folks in the chat 
uh, advocating for uh, the Tampa beer scene. But again, I think oh, yeah. it's it's one of those it's one of those cities that really fits the brews less traveled idea. The city brew tours idea is like let's showcase that there is good beer everywhere and that there is amazing beer everywhere and that there's u- uniqueness to these beer cultures in these big cities all throughout the United States. And with that said, I think we want to get into another, I think I want to get into another beer from our friends here at Homestead Brew out of Valley Springs, South Dakota. Hope everybody in South Dakota is staying safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, while you're doing that, Brian, you'll really appreciate this because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it out and show it to you. There was this one space and they were in Ebor in Florida, just outside of, uh, just outside of downtown Tampa. Uh, and it's called Marie House. It's a lager house. Um, so obviously you can imagine I spent a lot of time there, uh, loving, you know, loving the loggers and, uh, they had these fantastic shirts and they didn't have them in my size, which is, you know, very large. And I picked one up anyways, with the hope that I'm going to lose a lot of weight. Show and tell. So this is the, this is the shirt that I, it's an extra large, so I shouldn't have to go too far to, to fit into it. It says it's a lousy day to be a logger. And it's this logger up against the wall in a spotlight. That that, that can is it, that can has yeah. has gone through some shit. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that can looks very scared. I, I like that shirt a lot. That's actually, great. you know what? I opened it. Up. It looks like I might be able to squeeze it. I'm going to try this all while we're done. I'm not going to do it just right now. Maybe for maybe for next week. Isaac tries on brewery shirts. Yeah, the whole segment. Yeah. We have our second beer here from a Homestead Brew. It's the Potsdam Dunkel, a nice five point two percent dark. Munich Dunkel, a Munich uh, German dark style lager. Uh, Isaac, I know you're a big fan of of the dark lagers, and I feel like they're getting a lot more love these days. Schwarzbier, yeah, uh, Tamave Pivo, uh, the Dunkels. It, it's good to see people embracing the dark side of of crispy boys. Yeah, one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, I'm drinking a uh, I'm drinking a. Uh, German style dark lager from um, Burial, Asheville. Oh, I'm getting down on the crispy boy side of things here. Oh, I'm surprised it doesn't. It has a very simple name and not like a a sentence long. Yeah, it's not like transcending into the darkness of a strange side of my immortal summer vacation. I'm sure there's some very long thing written on the side of that can somewhere. But... No, it's not. I think this might be a uh, surprise out of all the cans there. This is just a simple, it looks like a, a buffalo skull or something. I don't know. They're but great. The beer's delicious. Yeah. The, you know, dark, dark, the dark loggers are, are getting their comeuppance. I'm here for it. Yeah, definitely here for it. It's, it's good. I think something that that puts off a lot of people from dark beers is that they assume they're all the same. They're all bitter, roasty, just tastes like coffee, but there's a lot more to be pulled out of those dark malts. I think one of the best ways they get expressed is in in the dark lagers. Oh, yeah. I'll hang around for the day that English Mild comes up because I believe that is the best style to showcase dark malts. Just, Just my hot take. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I've seen a lot of, you know, milds and ESBs kind of popping back up more common, more than there used to be. I think that's sort of like reminiscent from, you know, the the COVID times of everybody just had the time to focus on things. They're like, well, nobody's buying beer anyway. So let's, let's brew a lot of beer. Brew, you know, like let's do loggers yeah. now. Let's do a Tamave Piva. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then people find out they love it. You know, I think I think oh that was a, a, a renaissance for for a lot of breweries and people. I think it was a good thing. There were good things to come out of these last yeah. couple of years. Uh, somebody in the chat, somebody very helpful, was mentioning that uh, Potsdam, the the city that this is named after, is actually Sioux Falls's sister city. So that's why that beer is is named that. Fun fact. Thanks, chat. If we could have avoided the weather in in Sioux Falls tonight, we probably would have learned that from our from our wonderful playing right. guest. A lot, of, a lot of hot takes in the chat tonight. No, this this is a very cool brewery. Uh, tying into that that sister city comment there, a Homestead Brewery is a very cool brewery. They they've been uh, planting hops and farming in that uh, Valley Springs area since 2012. Eventually opened a brewery in 2017 and try to use as many ingredients as possible from their local area, if not their o- own local farming uh they grew up a ton of hops there the last i read they had about two acres of of hop farming there and uh that's pretty significant for a brewery of this size to have their own two acres of of hops that they're growing from and pulling from and uh happy for them because it helps them really showcase what what south dakota can offer as a as an agricultural product and boy this stunkle is nice so Isaac, you travel a lot. You go to all these different cities. You've been to one, two, three, four, at least four, as far as I could count, cities so far this, this year. This year, yeah. What uh, what do you like best about getting to, getting to, having to, travel to all these cities <laughs> for your for your work? Uh, like I said, you know, it's uh, it's a really tough job, but somebody's got to do it. I, I, I do feel incredibly lucky to, to be able to, to go out and do it. Uh, for me, it's, you know, when, when I first started doing this job, I started, I had a full-time job and I started doing this as, as a part-time guide. Uh, and I came in, you know, I, I knew that I liked beer. I knew that I liked to drink beer, uh, you know, and I knew about craft beer and, and, and local beers, but I didn't know as much as I do today about beer. And I fell in love immediately uh, with the beer industry, with the people with the breweries, with the brewers, with the staff, with the guests. And for me, it's having the opportunity to just visit so many breweries. I meet so many different people uh, in the industry. Uh, you know, we, we say this is a 99% asshole-free industry. Uh, and from what I found, that it it's pretty true. I mean, maybe 98. It, it, it holds pretty true. So the people, and, and every time I go to a new place, I have to drink a beer at that location. If I drink a beer at this place, I'll try to get a sticker from every brewery that I go to. Unfortunately, my, and, and I'll put, I used to put them on my keys or I had an old converted over chest freezer into a, you know, a, a kegerator essentially. And when it died, I lost all of my stickers. So what I do now is I put everything on a magnet, on magnetic paper and cut it out. Um, and I actually just counted when I came back from uh, Tampa on Sunday, I just counted. I've got over 200 uh, stickers that I've turned into magnets. Uh, on my now kegerator. So if that ever dies, I can take them and pull them over. And that's something that I just recently started doing. Damn. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, it's great. It's great to see. And I get to see America, you know, I've seen a lot of, this is the opposite of a lot of people. I've seen a lot of the world and I haven't seen a lot of America. I'm not very well traveled within the U S so it gives me an opportunity to see different places and just get new perspectives. I think, you know, it, it really does change sort of like your outlook on everything. Uh, going to new places and traveling. Um, so I, I feel blessed that I'm able to to do that as well. And 
all the while, you know, meet new people and, and still continue to drink beer. Yeah, as somebody that's that's done some, that's some that's somebody that does something very similar for this for this job that 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 you know traveling around and and having the requirement to go to breweries and and have these meetings and talk with people it it, it it's it's great it's definitely a great way no. to 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 earn money and and do something that that makes you feel fulfilled in what you do but when you no. get that little bit of time outside of meeting with people and and running around at different spots and and just doing that work and you get to suck in and absorbed what that city is what life in that city is even if it is just for yeah. a couple hours at the end of the night getting to observe what it's like for those people living their normal everyday lives exactly in that beautiful place there because there's so there's so many beautiful places around exactly. this country like yeah. yeah and they're so different i mean you mentioned so many of them milwaukee being on uh the great lakes uh Asheville being in the Blue Ridge Mountains, Tampa right. Dow being in 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 Florida and and on the Gulf Coast like right. there's so much diversity there already in terms of the the landscape and the layouts and in in Austin Texas too. Right. There's so much diversity in those landscapes and layouts and and you 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 really get to to take in what what that does to your psyche as a person just experiencing yeah. a day Absolutely. there. Just even seeing new people, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, leaving the house, going somewhere else, like it's it's very different. And I I did want to go back and, and just plug Austin for anybody listening. If you're close, Austin is live. They are running tours. We are going to some amazing places out there. I and and speaking of you know kind of exploring while you're down there, a uh, huge shocker for anybody that doesn't know, I'm a huge barbecue guy. Uh, love Texas, South Texas, Central Texas inspired barbecue. So I rented a car while I was down there and actually did, you know, I went out to our outside of, of downtown, you know, Austin in my free time and got to go to some of those cool places. Barbecue cultures, it's almost like brewery culture, you know, people line up and they wait early in the morning, except, you know, they're not consuming their tans like right there and then leaving. We're not just eating barbecue in the park. Yeah. I mean, but it's wild. Like you'll never see, I, I can't imagine anywhere else in the world where people are going to start lining up at 6 a.m. on, you know, like a Thursday morning for uh, for barbecue and then like just eating the most amazingly rich platter of barbecued meats, uh, you know, and like, what are you doing? You're not going to work after that. You're going home and taking a nap. Like, get out of here. Very similar to waiting in the can line and surviving the can, can line right. share. Yeah, exactly. What's your least favorite part of traveling? Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of good parts. There's there's a lot of bad parts. Uh, I've got two two bulldogs. Uh, I miss them very much. You know, when I travel, um, and my partner, I miss her very much as well. When I travel, Be actually being on the road, my least favorite part is probably the food thing. I love to cook. There's nothing like getting a home cooked meal. Like literally, every time I get back from traveling, it's like I just I'll make up a huge salad and just eat the entire thing myself. Like my body is just it needs greens. Uh, you know, when you're on the road, when you're moving around and traveling, it's, you know, it's a hamburger and fries, and, you know, like, uh, yeah, you're trying to meet people, make friends and you exactly. know what they say, you don't, you don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. That's right. So I probably, you know, probably just like the eating healthy thing, the, you know, the missing the, the home parts and then the airlines too. I'm, I'm a big guy. You're a big guy. It's always my luck that, you know, I'm on the middle seat and the other two biggest people on the plane are sitting on either side of me. 
I would refuse to be in a middle seat. So good on you for, yeah. <laughs> I, I did it once and, and now I don't. I, I get where you're coming from in terms of like that missing home. For me, the worst, yeah. the worst part of traveling is like after you do all the fun stuff, after you go and visit the places that you right. go to and that you want to go to, you get back to the hotel room and you shut that door and it's yep. just quiet. And it's like, oh, well, what do I do now? Right. There's no more fun. I just have to like do the boring things as a human, but by myself without the, the support system and people that I love to share those moments with. Like, I, I'll i be honest. I don't even mind. I I will even go out on a limb and say, I like, I like an airport. I, I like an airport. I'm not even going to say I don't mind. I like airports. All right. Well. You're you're a man that enjoys lawlessness, then, because that's what airports feel like to me, dude. I my, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. My favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time is Up in the Air, especially yep. the the travel scenes where he's going through all the airports. Like, there's something about an airport, the the gateway to travel, the gateway to the freedom that that travel has involved into it. I I really like I really like the vibe. And uh, especially like places like Logan, missing missing Logan Airport right now yeah. in Boston. Had a lot of good times there. Had a lot of good times at uh, Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis Airport, and Denver Airport. And um, yeah, there's something there's something nice about those places. But man, when you get to the end of the day and you you shut the door at your hotel room, right. and it's like, ah, do I open one of these four packs now? Do I just <laughs> go to bed? Yeah, that's. You need to make some decision. And for me, it's like sometimes you know, there's bars and restaurants and things right outside the hotel. And it's like, I know I could go out and I could have a beer, but it's kind of like if you give a you know mouse a, a, muff, a cookie, you know. Shutting down the bar. Yeah. I'm there next thing closing. you know, yeah. you know it's, a, it's a rough next day and and uh, and that. So I noticed, are, you, are those the Bose headphones that you're wearing? They are. So I recently, just before my last trip, picked up a set because I borrowed one before my last trip and it has been an absolute game changer for uh for travel. So that's my one recommendation to anybody out there that does a lot of traveling is the noise canceling wireless I'm not wearing them right now, but yes. These are these are actually Sennheisers. They're they're, okay. they're better. They're better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um you're, you're an audiophile. You're a I just I need to block out, you know, the other people. No, I'm there with you, man. Even if you don't put anything on, if you could just put them on, yep. the, the last thing I want to do is have a conversation with a stranger on a plane. Oh, yeah. The last thing I want to do is hear anyone talking on a plane. I wish they were more strict on planes. People complain about how strict they are. I wish they were more strict and they were like, no one is allowed to talk. No talk. It's dark outside. No Everybody talking. has to have their windows down. Quiet. Nobody can turn on their overhead lights. I don't care if you're reading. Go Quiet. to the bathroom. Headphones Yeah. or sleep. That's it. Yeah. I'm with you. Maybe we should start something. Introvert airlines for when you want to go to fun places and enjoy the company of other people, but you don't want to enjoy their company while you're going to those fun places. You don't. Introvert airlines. Well, you don't want to make small talk. No small talk. Get out no of small talk. Where are you going? Oh, are you going home or is this a new city for you? Right. Oh, I'm cringing already. Just with your suggestions no i don't i don't want to talk about that mary <laughs> <laughs>
Well, thank you, Isaac. Thanks for jumping in and, and joining me today. It's good catching up. Um, I'm excited to, to see you next week. Absolutely. And uh, drink some more beers. We'll uh, talk to the owner and head brewer of next week's featured brewery, which is Severance Brewing Company out of, uh, surprise, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Bet you didn't guess that one. One more thanks to Homestead Brew for supplying beers for tonight's episode and for the Brewsless Traveled Beer Club. Remember, you can check out brewvana.com and explore the subscription options where you can help support the show. And also, in return, you'll get awesome beers like these shipped to you directly on a monthly basis. A whole box of beer just shows up to your door. And you also help support this content that I'm sure you enjoy. We'll be back next week. But until then, stay safe, be kind, and, you know, support local breweries, everybody. Cheers. Peace out. Peace out.